Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, middle of the day, middle of the dial, middle of the country, middle of the thermometer. Hoo-ah. Oh, temperatures are nice. What a lovely day in the neighborhood. This is KMOX. We are the family of KMOX. Phone lines are open for you right now all the time. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Toll free 800-925-1120. 800-925-1120. Bring them on. Uh, bring your questions about home improvement. We've got one more hour until we go up with your retirement professionals at 1 p.m. So lots of things to talk about here during this next hour, all for you. Keep in mind as we open our windows, uh, it's important to have the screens operating correctly as we go into the fall. Little things like gutters and downspouts, all that working. If you think these outdoor systems uh, need to work as we go through the winter, which they do, please pay attention to them now when the weather is just so nice and you can take care of things or at least be aware of what they are. Uh, little things around the roof. Make sure there are no sticks or twigs or uh, uh, branches uh, up on the roof. Uh, that your gutters are flowing correctly. You don't have any little things growing out of your gutters. Downspouts are flowing freely. And any downspout dropping next to your foundation, please put something down, either a pipe or an underground drain that drains that water at least 10 feet away from that foundation. That's a big deal. Uh, Also, uh, the uh, systems that you have, frankly, the outdoor patio living that I'm sure we're all just, uh, you know, really doing now, uh, whether it's now or this evening or tomorrow and tomorrow, even the weather just looks glorious coming up in the next week here in St. Louis and the Midwest. So stay tuned. More things happening. Give me a call. Anything around your air conditioner, furnace, heating and cooling, preparing for the winter, things that uh, really matter around your home, 314-436-7900 and 800-925-1120. Outdoor living, uh, some of the things that are terrific. Uh, Do you have a natural wood-burning fire pit? Do you use a propane fire pit? Some of these prefab units with propane tanks with the glass beads and the fire coming up. Uh, Keep in mind, I'll talk a little bit about living outdoors and some of the outdoor uh, living places that we've done at Mosby Building Arts, which is my day job. So uh, Mosby Building Arts, we've been around for uh, for 75 years. Uh, I've been part of this for, golly, um, two-thirds of that and on KMOX for uh, 25 years. I'm enjoying this. I learn a lot, believe it or not, from you, the listeners contractors that call in the plumbers that I ask for help and the electricians all call in and you know I learn a little bit every time uh, years ago when I first got on KMOX I was a little worried how in the world can I answer every question well you know after a while I realized no one of us is smarter than 30 to 50,000 of us. So I've become comfortable asking for help. If I don't know the answer, I can uh, lead up to some of the laws of physics and kind of the systems that are behind that. Even if I don't know the answer, we can generally set ourselves up to figure it out. 314-436-7900 
Wrapping up the third hour of a special edition of the KMOX Home Improvement Show. So much to talk about. Uh, Keep in mind, as you're in the outdoors and because it was this summer that we've had, where we had 10 inches of rain, you know, pretty much in one whoosh, uh, all the flooding issues that we faced, uh, if it's not leaking this year, your house is probably in pretty good stead because most everything leaked or flooded or drained or didn't drain, um, including lakes, rivers, and ponds. So as you go through the forward, you know, the future with your house, it's important to realize that simple things like weather stripping around doors are critical in some of these rainstorms. Uh, having your gutters properly secured to the gutter boards uh, is important. Uh, trimming trees, leaves, with all the storms we've had, that trees, when they're not properly pruned back, trimmed back, or deadwooded, if you will, having your uh, tree person come out and make sure that the wind can blow through the tree um, and not necessarily blow the tree over in some of these heavy storms. Preventive maintenance matters. And, you know, just like you and I take good care of ourselves, those trees require a little bit of attention as we go. So think of that as we go forward. 314-436-7900-800-925. 51120. For those of you uh, weekend warriors out there, do-it-yourselfers, bring it on. This is not all about uh, professionally performed things because you and I have screwdrivers and pliers and tools and experience, and I can help you get past most of those maintenance issues. And then when the big ones and the pros are necessary, it is what it is. So most of our medical care is by ourselves. We don't necessarily need a doctor for most of this stuff, but when we do, we really do, so be aware, and some of that is asking questions, and I'm asking you to be aware of what's happening around your house, with your house, what it's supposed to look like, whether or not it's a problem, you know, what those spots and colors look like, chipping paint, all that. Now is the time to prepare your house for winter and your heating and cooling units, and I mean both your heating and your cooling units. Ideally, it's best to service that unit, and right now, because it's not too hot and it's not too cold, this is the time to get your repair techs out there. So if you have a heating and cooling company and you want to get your furnace checked for the winter, they can also come out. They can clean and service your air conditioner, get it ready to put away for the whole winter season. They can also check through the heat exchanger, your furnace, whether it's gas-fired, electric, uh, heat pump, whatever it is. Now's the time to get on that list to get those service techs out because during the middle of the summer and the middle of the winter, yeah, they're they're busy. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Uh, as well as just cleaning up things, giving your house a bath. I know house washing is kind of strange. Um, you know, whether you live in a brick home, a vinyl-sided house, a painted home, uh, stone, whatever it is, dust happens. You know, it just gets dirty. So if your car gets dirty, believe me, your house gets dirty. The roof takes most of it, which is why sometimes you get those streaks growing on up there. But you don't have to be a rocket science to wash your house. Just give it a good bath with your hose uh, on nozzle. Be aware and be very careful not to blow water up underneath the siding and uh, around windows and doors. Be very careful. I'd like you to spray the siding and not so much the window and door. If you're going to wash a window or door, you know, do it with a brush out of a bucket and not with pressurized water. 
water, certainly not from a pressure washer, unless you are professionally trained and you know exactly what you're doing. Uh, Scott Mosby here, 314-436-7900, is our toll-free number. Give us a call. Let's get going. We've got some phone calls racking up here. We'll be right back for more after this on University of KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center, the place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, we are live and lively, University of Camwex. We've got 40 more minutes till the top of the hour, news, weather, and sports. One o'clock brings up your retirement professionals, and uh, stay tuned here later on, see if Albert can poke. 701 home runs in this evening's game. Cards versus the Dodgers right here on KMOX. Let's go to the phone lines here and talk with some of my friends here. Let's talk with Elias. Hey, Elias Scott Mosby, good afternoon. How can I help my friend? Good afternoon to you. I have a deck. It's about seven years old. Uh, Can I use uh, the hose to power wash it or go and get the machine? And how much is the PSI? Well, the PSI makes the power washer probably a little bit more uh, problematic. How big is your deck, Elias? Is it uh, something you can scrub yourself? It is 8 by 10. Oh, I would not go for a power washer. Frankly, this is like washing a big car, Elias. I would uh, soak it down with the hose, hit it. Typically, my wife and I have this conflict. Every time I wash something around the house, I go to the laundry cabinet and I pull out some some dishwasher dawn I'll pull out some laundry detergent and I put it in a bucket and I basically scrub it around I'll get the deck uh, wet whether it's concrete or wood and then I just brush it out uh, usually with a push broom type thing and I'll just put the soap and the water on top and I just start scrubbing and uh, if I have stains, I'll put a little bit more. But it's just like washing a car, Elias, and then rinse it down with a regular hose. If you have real problems um, or deep stains, uh, then maybe a power washer. But for an 8x10 deck, the setup and teardown of a power washer takes longer than you know scrubbing the deck down with a push broom. <laughs> okay. And what is the best sealer to seal it? Uh, well, has, have you ever sealed your deck before? Is there anything on that wood? Uh, no, since I built it, you know, the guy came and sealed it and yeah. about seven years ago. Yeah. Okay. What, is it a cedar deck or what kind of material is it? Uh, sealer deck, yes. Cedar? Uh, see, uh, uh, no, sealer. Sealer yeah, deck. T- what kind of wood is the deck uh, made out of? It is wood. And the foundation is the cedar. Okay. Um, the tr- the uh, basic cedar can be treated with anything, really. Um, uh, even a bad sealer is a good thing. So the best sealer is, uh, you know, I would go to some. I would go to a professional paint store. For me, frankly, I'd go to a Sherwin Williams store. I'd go to, you know, a Broad Dugan or, a, uh, you know, one of the pro shops and say, what's the best thing to to seal my deck with? And sometimes the other thing here, especially since you're cleaning it yourself, there's a deck cleaner and a deck stripper, and they can sell you the deck cleaner and stripper um, that 
goes with that sealer as well. Some of them go on when the wood is still a little damp, and some of them you have to be uh, perfectly dry, you know, a few days later after it. Uh, but there's oh, a deck wash and a deck stripper, either one of those. Deck wash is all you need, but if you have really bad stains in the wood, then your deck stripper would be the stuff to do it. But if on a seven-year-old deck, you're, you should probably just need a deck wash and, you know, let her yeah. dry and, and, and then hit it. You can hit it with almost any kind of sealer and being because your 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 wood is already treated so i wouldn't overblow this uh, sealer thing okay all right well thank you for your service have a pleasant okay. day you too elias good luck happy scrubbing <laughs> bye bye <laughs> Scott Mosby, home improvement. And, you know, Elias brings up a really good point is do I need a power washer? You know, and frankly, uh, sometimes if if you're a do-it-yourselfer, less is more. Um, if you're trying to create, to achieve something that requires a really good, you know, a stain remover or something that's really takes professional experience, uh, then you, you're better off deferring to the pros. But for just scrubbing down a deck, it's like washing a car in flat, planar, planar form. It's just a flat car. And just soap and water, rinse it down. Uh, be aware just to rinse down the foliage around, you know, your boxwoods or whatever trees or plants and flowers that are around. Uh, typically, I like to fluff up and, and I do my gardening first, frankly, if I'm just going to scrub the deck, you know, so I can I can deal with my mulch and drier form. And, you know, Mike Miller's coaching coming through me here right now. But the point is, is I'll do my weeding and I'll edge my garden. I'll rake up the mulch into the right slope and you know so it looks the way because once I get it wet it's not going to be easy to work with for several more days so I tend to start uh, with that uh, which is kind of counterintuitive you usually start with the toughest stuff first and work to the finer finish well in reality once you get all that mulch and dirt wet uh, it's hard to work with and then you're edge mulching or, or edging the mulch beds through mud instead of just crisp soil that has a good moisture content uh, 314-436-7900 puts us together. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. So let's see what's happening with my friend Al. Al, good afternoon. Welcome to KMWX. How can I help, sir? Hi. Um, uh, I had, an out, uh, as everyone, an outdoor uh, uh, faucet, and it would drip a little bit whenever I put it under pressure, like to water plants. But it was one of those things, well, you know, it replace the washer, and, and you know, I'll get around to it. Yeah. But if, as soon as I was finished, I would then relieve the pressure on the sprayer, and then, you know, it was it wouldn't drip. So yeah. we put in a, a soaking system, you know, with the timers. So you have to leave that pressure on all the time. Yeah. So come around, I take a look, and I see this literally running down the basement wall. I was like, rats, I better get that thing replaced. So take it apart, find it turns out that it was not the uh, washer at all, but the uh, drip line, the antifreeze line. Um, oh, it was leaking in there, and it turned out it was that, what do they call it, an anti-siphon or that little yeah. thing on top? So, right, I'm, right. okay, so now I replace that. Well, as I go to it's plastic. So I try to take it off, and what do you think? It, it just crumbles. Yeah. I said, okay, so I can't replace that. So I'm going to put a new faucet in. It's not a big deal. So and I'm getting to my question. Here's so I got a pipe wrench, and I thought that those things are put on with, just um, the tape. I didn't know they were soldered, but apparently yeah. 
are as I'm twisting it off, it doesn't feel right. So I stop, <laughs> cut a hole in the siding, and I look in there and I go, um, no. So uh, to get quickly to the point, I ended up carrying out several hundred pounds of soaking wet uh, uh, newspaper that shredded insulation that had seeped into the walls. Three days of sands drying everything. It seeped up the wall in about 10 feet laterally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, replaced the drywall. Um, new, you know, used the, uh, you know, put in new uh, compression fittings. And and it's all great. And luckily, had I, had I not actually had to put in the soaking solution, I wouldn't have found it. Yeah. So it was a blessing. But yeah. then, because also then I noticed, oh, well, there was problems with the caulking outside. And so it ended up being a productive uh um, a job, but <laughs> my question, yeah, yeah, you know, I should put this in family handyman, you know, the, the back page, yeah. you know, they, case <laughs> study. My wife loves them. She goes, you know what, yeah, this guy must have took lessons from you. But so, <laughs> is that the case? Do they are those things always soldered? And I just didn't do my homework. I or uh, if they are always soldered, then when you replace them. You don't go through what I had to go through every time you have to replace one of those. I yeah, don't yeah. think. Yep, yep. Most of yeah. these are soldered yeah. because they're tighter. Uh, and frankly, those faucets are made with male threads on them, so they can thread into pipe or fittings. But, you know, in the time it takes to, you know, do that, and now you've got a dielectric, you've got an iron pipe that's connecting to a copper, and now you've got a dielectric uh, connection where you've got, you know, sooner or later the corrosion is going to make it leak anyway. So most plumbers just go ahead and solder it right there to a half-inch copper pipe mm-hmm. and be done with it, even though you're looking at a threaded male you know, thread because the way they're made, they'll they'll fit up to either one. So, yeah, I would say 99% of the time plumbers are just okay. going to solder it well should i have been able to replace that am i using the right is it called an anti-siphon on top of the faucet there i guess to let it i always think about a straw and you put your thumb over it when you, you know taking a drink out of it you can hold it in there is that like release the pressure and control the flow or something well Whatever. the purpose is- of that is let's pretend you're going to um, uh, fertilize your your roses so you put a bunch of fertilizer in a bucket and you drop your fa- your hose down to fill it up then the fire department comes next door or down the street to put out the fire down down the street and they hook up a pumper truck which starts vacuuming the water lines out creating a negative pressure in the local potable water system to blow on this house next door that's bl- burning down well you can literally without that anti-siphon faucet you can suck that fertilizer back up inside the oh. entire potable water system for that whole neighborhood so that's the oh purpose my. of those anti-siphon devices is you know or, or like you and i were washing the car we leave the hose in the bucket well you know you can't control what happens up line from you you know at the water station or the fire so that's why these anti-siphon devices are so big and frankly um you really don't, nobody fixes those anti-siphon faucets. They're just too easy to buy and replace. Rebuilding them typically follows your exact path of failure on failure on failure because it's not rocket science stuff. So most most of those anti-siphon faucets, a plumber looks at it, figures out whether it's a 16, 20, or 12-inch faucet, goes and buys one and cuts a hole and, and you know solders a new one on and they're done. Because it, okay. it, they can estimate that. They they can do that in 30 minutes where a, a rebuild is going to follow your exact multi-hour, multi-failure process. Well, like I said, it was a blessing in disguise because I had several hundred pounds of wet 
you know, in there. But just kind of a lesson you can learn even at 73 years old. So, um, all right, well, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Al, you, you went to school, brother. You you really hey. went to school. Yeah, well, um, it was it was a lesson. I'm, I'm always learning. So, <laughs> thank, thank you. Thanks for the call. Take care, Al. You too. Bye. Home improvement, Scott Mosby. Sometimes I'm just here to kind of hold your hand through the whole thing. And and what it's really about is, is it better to solder this thing or screw it on? Well, so here here I'm going to uh, – Al had a, uh, a faucet hose bib on his house. And he started to turn it, thinking he could unscrew it from the pipe inside. Even if it is a threaded fitting, uh, you need to get inside the house and have somebody hold a – wrench on the existing pipe so that you don't twist that pipe so that you're actually unscrewing the faucet connection and not twisting the entire 20 foot long pipe which eventually results in a ruptured pipe because you're twisting it and torquing it and damaging that in in doing so so al got in pretty quick pretty deep and uh, the point is that uh, for most uh, uh, of us unless you're just repairing the packing nut uh, around the top of the faucet part on that uh, spigot or outside uh, hose bib. Uh, that's the only thing that typically has maintenance in it. And in reality, if you were to hire a plumber, he'd replace the whole faucet anyway because repacking those takes almost more time than uh, replacing the whole thing. A 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby here at your service on KMOX. Take a short pause and be back for more right after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Oh, yeah, wrapping out Hour 3 here on the Camwicks Home Improvement Show, a fun three-hour special show. I've enjoyed being with you here. Stay tuned. Comes up at 1 o'clock, your retirement professionals here on Camwicks. Also, stay tuned to the game uh, Cards versus the Dodgers later on today. You'll hear more about that, news, weather, and sports, because uh, Pujols popped the 700 magic one yesterday, and maybe today is 701. Who knows? You could stand by here on KMOX. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to my friend here, Chris, and see what's happening. Chris, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hey, Scott. How are you? Fantabulous, my friend. How about yourself? I'm good. I, I left a message with the, the screeners talking about a wobbly kitchen island. And oh. I wanted to talk to you about joists underneath it and this thing being on about a 14, 14 and a half foot span of the yeah. joists. Is okay. there any way to reinforce those joists from underneath? Um, how, are you uh, suggesting that the island is secured adequately to the floor joists and the floor joists are moving? Correct, yes. Wowzer. Uh, yes. Well, if that's the case, then the answer is absolutely. Um, there, it's called blocking. And you remember the old X braces that used to be in floor joists, whether metal or wood, back in uh, older homes. You recall what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's basically what you're doing, um, because what that's for is a floor joist, when it's held perfectly straight up and down, is the strongest it, it will ever be. If it rolls off or it warps a little bit or it turns, then it loses its structure. So this 
uh, uh, X bracing or joist bracing is mostly for keeping them straight up and down. You're going to do the same thing to keep those joists from torquing, from twisting, uh, so that you can, for example, if your floor joists are 2 by 10s and you can get to it from down below, buy a 2 by 10 cut them up into 14 and a half inch spaces, measure each one, and basically screw those things in, and you can stagger them so that you can get your screws or your nails or your fasteners in there. But if you can put a six-foot wide band perpendicular about every three feet underneath that island, then the for the island to move, it has to torque or move a six-foot wide section of floor, which is unlikely. So instead of twisting two floor joists, if you do this blocking correctly, then that island has to twist six feet worth of maybe five floor joists to make that move happen. You following me there? Mm. It also will yeah, so, take the bounce out of the floor. It, that's what I'm looking for. And, and it's in more than just one place in this house. Uh, what is typical yeah. in terms of a, a, a span of floor joists? Is 14 feet within, within limits? Yeah, usually it depends. For example, a 2 by 10 16 inches on center, which leaves 14 and a half inches in between. You can span those things out to 16 feet with the allowable deflection that's designed in. And everything has a bounce factor or what's called deflection. So even even a steel structure, even a concrete steel bridge over the Mississippi River has a bounce or allowable deflection point designed in. Um, and what happens in production homes, they stretch those out as far as they can, so you wind up with a pretty lively trampoline-like floor sometimes. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing the X frames or the X shapes, you're saying just cut a block 14 and a half inches out of the same width material, the 2 by 10 material. Yeah. And screw yeah. them in from both sides. Yes, because if if you've got old joists and they've kind of moved a little bit, those metal X braces or the wood X braces, you're trying to turn them and bend them. Well, if you've got a two by ten, you know, and it's it's ten inches tall, you know, you run a screw in from both sides, it's going to pull those joists up uh, to right tight on that new blocking you put in and offset them a couple of inches. You don't need them end to end to end to end. You can have one off an inch and a half and they come back the other way. So zigzag your way across and you will take a substantial amount of bounce out of the floor and certainly movement. Uh, and, and I notice this on houses when I walk through the house and I walk past the China cabinet and everything rattles that that's right. when I know I've got a bouncy floor. Great. Thank you so much. Yep. And uh, if I would, uh, go ahead and uh, pre-drill your floor joists. And what I would choose to use is not a 16-inch nail because I don't don't like to hand nail those things. But then you can get a a 3.5 or 4-inch coarse thread drywall screw at the home center and a cordless drill. And you can run those things in. And that's where you really you can suck those floor joists right up to the edge of those new blocks you're putting in. You, you follow the process I'm describing? I do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Screws, you, you. screws you can back. If you blow it, you back it up, and you try and snug it up, and you give it a go again. <laughs> so, you know, just count on failure's part of human experience. So count on it and, you know, just like, all right, I'll give it another go. So. 
We'll do it. Thanks for your time. All right. Take care. Thanks, Chris. Good luck, my friend. Scott Mosby, home improvement. Just, uh, just be aware that when people say, oh, it's a bouncy floor, well, it means that, and, and the building code has parameters. They allow bounce and uh, deflection, or you might call it sag. But as you walk across a floor, even if it's a really solid floor, it bounces. There is deflection. There is movement in any span of structural member, whether it's a concrete bridge across a river, a steel girder holding something up, floor joists, or even the plywood OSB in between those 16-inch on-center floor joists. Even the plywood springs like a trampoline. But you, whether or not you feel it or not has to do with how heavy or overbuilt that is. And that's where this is one of the big differences between a custom-built home is custom builders tend to over-design a little bit because they're a one-off builder. They're being chosen to build that specific house. And they discuss that with the homeowner. How bouncy do you want your floors? Maybe we can use floor joists or maybe we can tighten them up and use uh, floor trusses or floor you know, lumber, whatever it is. The point being is everything has a design limit. Uh, for example, an 18-wheeler over-the-road um, tractor-trailer truck does the exact same thing that a two-wheel motorcycle does. It goes down the road and gets you from point A to point B. How you get there and what you achieve along the way, whether you're carrying, you know, 200 appliances from the factory or, you know, somebody's homework for their college class on the motorcycle, it's still the same thing. You're going from point A to point B. What it's like, the risk you take, the systems around you are very different, and the uh, engineers go at both of those vehicles very, very differently. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, X. Let's see what's happening here. Uh, let's talk about, let's see what's happening with EJ. There we go. Hey, EJ. Good afternoon. Scott Mosby here. How you doing? Hello, Scott. How you doing? Missing you out of Hidden Valley, buddy. This is my buddy, EJ. Nice to hear from you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I've got two quick ones. Uh, no longer have a dumpster. We closed our business. Yeah. Uh, where can a homeowner get rid of some random construction debris, pallets, stuff like that? Uh, is, is there a, uh, you know, not a landfill or anything, but wondering where that might be? Ooh, uh, West County Landfill is probably the closest to you, EJ. You know where I'm talking okay. about? All right. Down yes, in I Valley do. Park. Yes, they. They take small lots. It's kind of funky to get it there and back, you know, so the, the yep. traveling, you know how it is. Well, I still have a pickup. And then I yeah. want to uh, power wash your front walk, and the joints between all of the pavers have opened up. I want to power wash them, clean them, and put the polymeric sand down again. Yes. Um, is, is, is that uh, – if I don't have a tamper – what is there any other way to make sure that that sand gets down in around all of those pavers or do i need to get a tamper no no it's not an issue for the tamper ej uh do it dry (laughs) are they aligned are they flat oh yeah they're in really good shape really good yeah just don't uh, worry i didn't do the polymeric sand originally so i want to do it now it was about 20 years ago Well, now this is where the pressure washer does come in because you just want to blow that sand out about two inches deep, two and a half inches deep. And and now then as soon as you clean all that out and it's a mess because you're going to have sand, you know, a a bunch of sand. there. So 
let it dry, yep. really, really dry, and you basically just sweep that dry polymeric dust into those joints, and and then yeah. you start watering it down. So just lightly spray with your hose and then kind of saturate it. The water carries that polymeric sand down. You may have to do it again, kind of in a lift-type situation, two applications, but you don't need to okay. tamp it. It, it. Mother Nature and water does this all for you. Okay, well, that's that's good to know. Okay, thank you, Scott. Hey, good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, yeah, you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye now. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. People say, golly, what's the best part of being on the radio? There it is. People know how to find me, where to find me, and how to say hello. And, you know, so that it's the best part. And You know, I'll see people, uh, you know, I'm going to a high school reunion next year. Uh, my 52nd, not 50th. You know, we had a little COVID delays there, you know. So we've got a 52nd high school reunion. People come up and say, oh, you probably don't remember me. Like, what do you mean? I wet my pants with you in kindergarten together. Sure, I remember you. So that's, but that's one of the things I really, really love about being on KMOX here in St. Louis is, is generally I'm able to stay connected to people more than most because I'm easy to find and I enjoy that. Uh, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement KMOX. Let's take a little bit of a breather here and come back for more after this. This is Scott Mosby, KMOX, and I'll be right back. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Scott Mosby here. Let's see if we can sneak in my friend Don. Hey, Don, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX, my friend. How can I help you today? Got a question for you, Scott. Are you folks going to be out at the convention center in St. Charles this weekend? No, I don't think we are. Okay. Question I have is uh, I'm in old Riverwood Trail subdivision, McBride, built in 1979, and uh, it has tub showers type thing, and I want to convert one of my tub showers to a walk-in shower. I assume you folks will do that, right? Yes, yes. Okay. It it depends on uh, it depends on the size of the shower base that a tub a walk-in shower can fit into that same frame opening, or we have to reframe the walls, which gets into other rooms as well. Okay. Uh, yep. Last question I have for you: My house has the old cement asbestos siding, mm, and the nails yeah. are starting to back out on the, some of the siding. Is there anything I can do to pick, fix that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the nails, I, basically, I would just take a nail set and very carefully nail those back in. Uh, you're better off as long as you just don't start breaking them up. That's a really good siding. And, you know, maybe you wear a, a mask or something, but just drive those nails back in. For the most part, it takes a long time for those to come out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and last question I have for you, since they're not going to be out at the convention center, uh, <laughs> yeah. do you, I could get on to scottmosby.com. Is that how I contact your folks? Uh, yeah, it could be. You can uh, uh, Mosby Building Arts or call Mo, C-A-L-L-M-O-S, callmosby.com. I think scottmosby.com will take you there, too, but callmosby.com will definitely get you there. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Don. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Uh, great three-hour show today. Thank you for joining me. Stay tuned. Your retirement professionals up at 1 o'clock. Maybe we're going to see Albert Pujols poke number 701 today, Cards versus the Dodgers, right here on KMOX. <laughs> 